Welcome to Beef and Forage Roundup with host Chantal McRae. This podcast is a production of Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiatives, created to share information with farmers, producers, and agriculture enthusiasts to showcase the important work that is happening at MBFI. Our podcasts drop on the first and third Wednesday each month. We will be sharing information through interviews with General Manager Mary Jane Orr, project leads for various projects, MBFI team members, speakers from our extension events, industry leaders, and industry suppliers. This podcast will dig deep into on-farm research and field testing practices related to beef cattle and forage production and efficiency and sustainability of practice in the agricultural industry in Manitoba. We will be sharing information on upcoming training and workshops, field and farm demonstration tours, education materials and events at MBFI, as well as producer profiles from around the province, and information on their own trials, challenges, innovation, and results. We encourage you to browse our social media accounts and website for links to more information on projects, upcoming events, and important deadlines. Information on our social accounts and website can be found following the show and in the show notes. As always, we encourage you to email us if you have feedback, questions, or topic suggestions for the show at information at mbfi.ca. Ben Ham grew up on a dairy farm in Rainy River, Ontario. After moving to Manitoba when he was 12, his family moved away from dairy and switched to a beef cattle operation. Ben has been very connected with agriculture and grew up taking small side jobs in the hog, dairy, and poultry industries. In 2003, he decided to return to school to pursue a career in agriculture. Ben graduated with an animal science degree from the University of Manitoba in 2007 and started full-time as a business development specialist with Manitoba Agriculture that same year. Over the years, this position has turned into his current position as a farm management specialist. Ben also owns and helps manage a 3,000-acre mixed farm with a cow-calf operation of 250 head with his dad and brothers. Welcome to the podcast today, Ben. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with me this afternoon. Before we dig right into the winter feed cost of production calculators, can you share a bit about your background in agriculture? Hi, thanks for the invite. Um, For sure. I am a farm management specialist uh, with a focus on production economics in forage and livestock. I strive to help producers make informed farm management decisions. I've also taken a special interest in risk management and have linked all of our budgets to individual risk management programming such as livestock price insurance and any of the agri-insurance products. And can you tell me a little bit about your work with Manitoba Agriculture and maybe what a typical day looks like for you, how often you're in contact with producers, that kind of thing? You bet. A lot of the um, resources were developed to fill my personal need. As I get questions in from producers across the province, I find myself doing some very basic and crude calculations on Excel spreadsheets. And to help myself out, uh, we've developed a robust set of farm management tools and resources, not only to help myself, but any producers out there when it comes to anything like uh, what is the pasture rent going for? What is standing hay value going for? What is a cost to put up a mile of three-strand barbed wire fence? Oh, wait, I want a four-strand barbed wire fence. How can I do that? So all these tools were designed to assist producers. And that's how I spend my day is creating these tools and resources and now helping producers with some of these real resources that we have put together. That's so interesting to me. You must have such a broad knowledge of Excel and any other programs that you're using to be able to create those calculators and make sure that each of the formulas work. 
What is the process and primary factors considered in building a cost of production calculator? We try to keep it as simple as possible. Yield, price, cost. It's as simple as that. What is the yield? What is the price of your product? And what is the cost to get there? This is the primary focus on all of our budgets. We also have added the risk management analysis to all of our cost of production budgets to show risk and reward with these products. All of our budgets are set up with operating expense, fixed costs, labor, minus the revenue. We strive to put together a model for production systems that are relevant uh, in Manitoba. These are calculators designed for producers to use as guides uh, to help calculate for very specific producer-specific situations. All of our inputs are changeable and help a producer come up with his own personal cost of production. These tools are designed to be as malleable and as changeable with as many possible scenarios as possible to create a very user-specific cost of production for any type of operation. Now we're going to talk a bit about some of those specific calculators that are available, but I have one more quick question for you first. Are all of these available in Excel or in some kind of program that is kind of widely available on people's home computers? Yeah, we strive to make these as usable and as easy to access as possible. We just went through a project to put some of these online so that you can use them on iPads and iPhones. So some of these do have online capabilities. Uh, The problem we do find is some people just don't have Excel. So then that is a bit of a challenge. So some of the tools now are uh, online friendly and can be used uh, with some of the different mobile devices. Having said that, I still prefer Excel myself because I can go in and see very specific formulas on very specific scenarios to to help them change some of the things. The online versions, you can't quite see and follow the story as quickly as I can with an Excel uh, calculator. That's good to know. There are lots of different um, cost of production calculators that are available online. And it's a big, long website name on the Government of Manitoba website. So I will put that whole link into the show notes for any of our listeners who are looking for those cost of production calculators. Can you share what some of these calculators are for our listeners? Perfect. I sure can. We we do have forage and livestock uh, ones as the main ones I focus on. So we do have a 300 cow-calf. That's based on a corn silage ration. So all the infrastructure, the equipment is designed for a corn silage feeding regime in that, uh, that type of system. We also have a 150 cow-calf, and that's based on a hay ration. So the infrastructure, uh, the equipment uh, used uh, is to depict an operation that feeds hay. We also have a backgrounding budget. Um, There is in that budget, uh, it's based on a 500-head backgrounding system. We do, inside of that budget, have the option of feeding corn silage, barley silage, or hay ration as well. So if a producer is just looking for ideas on how to feed his uh, backgrounding calves, the backgrounding budget gives some pretty interesting scenarios as to what are the economic impacts of feeding a corn silage ration versus a barley silage ration or the hay ration. We also have a finisher budget, uh, silage cost of production. Inside of that budget, we have corn silage costs. We have hay and round bale silage. uh, That's a separate budget. And some of the examples of the quick calculators that are only two pages our cow over winter cost calculator, cow share lease calculator, feed plan. Uh, that one is particular of interest to me. It, it helps a producer uh, decide what type of feed to purchase based on the economics of feed using the values of dry matter, energy, and protein. 
so from that, uh, you can pick the cheapest source of dry matter, energy or protein or whatever you're trying to supplement. So very useful tools to help make some of these difficult for management decisions. I was just wondering if there is the option to change the number of animals that are in that calculator, because you're talking about like 500 head or 250 head. Is there the option for a producer to go in and put in, say, 75 or 125, depending on how many animals they run? That's an awesome question. Uh, The budgets that we do have are assigned at 300 and 150. The problem with just changing the number of cows uh, is that it's tied to infrastructure. So if we've got, uh, say, 10 bunks and you change it to 50 cows, are those 10 bunks now the same type of infrastructure? So that's just something else you have to keep in mind. We do encourage exactly that. These tools are designed to put your own specific number in. So if you have 1,000 cows, you put in your 1,000 cows. But keep in mind, you have to go in and update uh, your equipment and infrastructure costs. That makes sense. Thank you for answering that. How are the online calculators intended to be used? These are used as individual calculators. These aren't to be used as a standard, uh, an average of the industry. Uh, they're used to be used as individual calculators for individual producers uh, with inputs by the individual producers. They're set up as models to help producers calculate their individual cost, but this calculators can create any situation or any farm um, that it is thrown at it. So we just have to keep in mind the information you put in there uh, is as good as that. So if you put bad information, that will put out bad information, but it can also be very, very helpful if you put in the correct information and follow through on all those very specifics. Like you mentioned earlier on, if we have a thousand head operation and we kept our infrastructure in the budget that's uh, allowing the 150 operation to work, we are really under utilizing some of that equipment and infrastructure that we have in the budget. So that is very, very crucial that when you do open these, you can't just do part of the budget. You have to walk through and do all of the budget. In the online and printed guides that are available, there are example financial values. How are these values determined? That's a good question. Uh, We do have the cost of production populated uh, with financial values. That uh, That is correct. These aren't intended to be used as averages. Uh, We do have the 300 cow-calf model, for example, that uses a corn silage ration. So in that model, the land and infrastructure are related to an operation that feeds corn silage and 300 head. If any of those variables change, you have to change the head or the infrastructure related to that. So that's how these models are set up. We have made them so that they can go in and change any of the infrastructure, any of the uh, cow to bull ratio, any of the input, any of the operating uh, costs are uh, changeable to make it as specific to an individual as possible. So to get the financial values we do have populated in their budget, we use uh, our livestock specialists within the province. Uh, We also get industry input on these values, like Manitoba Forage and Grasslands Association. We use some of the published hay pricings they have. Some of the feed companies, we use their input on some of the supplements, minerals, things like that. So we do use industry as well as some of the livestock specialists uh, inside of our own. I'm glad to hear that there's that connection with the industry as far as finding out how that changes. Do those values then change annually or every few years, kind of depending on prices? Like if you're looking at, say, last year with the drought situation and the hay cost last year, versus the hay cost on, say, an average year, would that change in those calculators at all? 
Absolutely. Last year, we saw an astronomical amount of, of increases in, in some of the feed prices. So those, those we do try to update annually. Uh, we just did update our forage and livestock resources two weeks ago. So anything we do have up on the website are based on current uh, pricings. We do use uh, in, the, in the budget, just for example, six cent a pound hay. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, when a producer is uh, inputting some of his values on his own, you know, did it cost him six cents to put it up? I can see producers uh, that put it up for half that, but I also see producers that it costs seven cents to put up. So these again are to be changed annually. And from that, you can make decisions on the winter feed because it's such a large expense on a cow-calf operation. You know, are there opportunities to increase profitability by feeding strategy changes? So those are things I really encourage uh, people to, to update annually for sure. And you've kind of talked about this already a little bit, but just how important is it for a producer to use their own financial costs from their own operation when they're using these calculators? Absolutely critical. I cannot stress that enough. These are produced for that very reason. The pre-populated values have a very specific operating cost as well as fixed costs like land and buildings. From my time with Manitoba Agriculture, I have not seen two operations alike. So it's absolutely critical Producers use these tools to put their own values in for it to be the most beneficial to them personally. And along that same line, probably then doing them every year as a producer is just as important because like we've alluded to earlier, those costs can change so much from year to year. As many of our producers will know, the cost of overwintering breeding stock is a large portion of the annual expenses in cattle production. Can you share some information on the average cost to overwinter a bred cow in Manitoba? Sure, I, I can. Uh, I don't like the word average. <laughs> These producers are all experiencing unique situations. So we have two models. Uh, we do one uh, that's based on a 300 cow-calf operation that takes into account a corn silage ration. The 150 cow-calf ration, uh, that takes into account a feed ration. The cow-calf budget in the winter feed section also has eight preloaded rations uh, to help a producer see what some of the alternatives uh, possibly are for some of the different feeding methods, like straw and grain, straw and pellets. Uh, on these years where we're tight in feed, uh, this can give them ideas on how we can get that cow through the winter. So this year, uh, the silage ration is the cheapest ration. We have it uh, priced out at $1.93 per head per day. The hay ration comes in at $2.22 per head per day. Now that's just feed alone. And that's using a six cent a pound hay and that's using a 45 ton uh, corn silage value. Again, you can see right here how imperative it is for a producer to put his own costs in. With volatility in land prices, fertilizer and input costs, it is crucial to get an idea of what these annual prices are doing on these individual operations as often as possible and for sure on an annual basis. And when producers are thinking about looking at maybe a different class of animal, how would you say this differs when considering backgrounding something like weaned calves over the winter as compared to that bred cow? That's a good question. Again, this is no different. It is so crucial for a producer to use his own values uh, when calculating the cost of backgrounding calves. We do have a backgrounding cost of production budget to assist producers with that very decision. This is an interesting fall that is showing some very positive signals on calf prices. I was at the auction mart this morning and uh, four to five weight calves were bringing in over $3 a pound. 
So a producer will want to be sure he has calculated his cost of feeding and cost per pound of gain to make an informed management decision on feeding those calves out. Balancing the ration is so important with these calves. They aren't as forgiving as cows when it comes to poor quality feed. So it's so important to get that feed test so you know what to expect from that feed and what to expect for supplementation. And, um, and an idea of what buying the most economical source of protein and energy is. That's where that other program feed plan that I mentioned earlier is designed to assist with exactly that. Use these tools to help make some of these decisions for you. And I would also look into livestock price insurance this fall, if you're a background in calves, to help protect yourself from a price downswing. Last week, you could have locked in a price of uh, 244 for eight to nine weeks uh, into April, May. So something really to consider is some of those risk management strategies uh, out there when we do have some of these high prices offerings of today. So if we take the risk of feeding those calves out, can we protect ourselves a little bit by taking some of these uh, risk management programs uh, and using them? There's so many big decisions that producers have to make on an annual basis. And there are so many factors that are included in those decisions. Can you give us a bit of a rundown on what some of those big factors are that are included in the costs for overwintering cattle? Yeah, that's a good, uh, good question. There is a lot of risk uh, involved with some of these operations. Feed is a big one. Um, we really have to pay attention to, to the feed costs. Um, it is one of the biggest uh, operating costs we do have on these operations. So it is so important to feed test your feed balance the ration that has a very specific average daily gain targeted, whether it be cows, backgrounders, finishers, whatever you're doing, um, get that feed tested to know what it's doing. Too many times I've heard producers say, yeah, I sold my calves after feeding them all winter for less than what I could have sold them for in the fall. So do the math, balance your ration to make sure it makes sense to feed them in this year. In uh, backgrounding price, price in and price out is also a big factor on profitability. So again, take that risk out as much as you can and lock in with uh, livestock price insurance if you have that option. Do the programs that you have available factor in changes to feeding programs that use different amounts of tractor time and fuel over the winter months, such as say the difference between starting a tractor daily to feed silage versus corn or bale grazing where you maybe have less of that tractor input time? Absolutely. That is a big part of operating costs. Uh, fuel is one of the bigger things we have to worry about now that it's doubled in the last year. So it does. It calculates a fuel requirement based on the horsepower of the tractor and the time that it's spent on feeding. We also have labor preset at $26 per hour. Again, all these variables are uh, individual um, and producer specific. So we can go in and change that uh, to his, his individual operation. Perfect. And I'm glad that you brought up that labor cost because I think that too often we overlook the cost of our time and that aspect when we're thinking about costs of overwintering cows and even grazing cattle, say in the summer. So I'm really glad that you brought that up and that that is included. What other factors are included in the calculator? In the uh, backgrounding budget, we also do have preset rations. I talked a little bit about it earlier, but uh, they have three different average daily gains associated with them. Uh, so we can get the producer idea of what different types of rations you can feed. So we have a corn silage ration, a barley silage ration, and hay ration uh, that can be set, uh, preset to a pound and a half gain, two pounds a gain, or two and a half pounds, uh, pounds of gain per day. So from that, uh, we need a feed test to see if that uh, feed that you're feeding them uh, meets uh, the requirements to, to, to get those gains. Again, we are working on that analysis 
risk management programs uh, out there. I mentioned price insurance. Uh, that is definitely uh, worth a look uh, when we do have some of those high prices now and the offerings of getting close to 250 per pound on some of those nine weights out there. So I would be looking at that uh, very closely this fall. And after talking about all of these different factors and the calculators, how is this helpful to producers and how can this type of program assist them when they're making their production decisions? We've included a section in the CalCAF uh, budget, um, extended grazing section. It really starts to identify what type of feeding regime costs the most. In our budget, uh, the 300 CalCAF budget, for example, we, we're showing that it, uh, feed is about $2 a day. Um, yardage is about $1.80 a day. So that's $3.80 per head per day cost uh, to feed a cow in the yard. So what are some of the ideas uh, that we can get producers to think about to reduce that cost? So we've got an extended grazing worksheet to help producers look at some of the alternatives uh, that are out there, like corn grazing, swath grazing, stockpile grazing. You know, some of the things that are uh, underutilized in Manitoba, I think, are crop residue grazing. So some of those ideas are out there uh, to show the economics of those, because those are significantly lower than that $3.80 it costs to have it in the yard. You can get it down to about a dollar dollar fifty per head per day depending on the type of system that they look at on the extended grazing side. And all those different types of extended grazing tie in really well with some of the other episodes that we've got going on in this series this fall. When we're talking, say we talked to Elizabeth about getting your feed test done and we're talking to Sean who is going over many of the different types of extended grazing. So that's that's perfect that you brought that up. What other tools would be available to producers to assist them with those winter feeding decisions? Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the biggest ones is a, a program like Cow Bites or any type of balancing ration type of program that's going to take your feed tests and balance those rations for you. It doesn't matter if you're feeding cows or calves. Uh, we need to have that, that ration balance so that you get the desired gains uh, that you're looking at uh, when you're feeding out those calves or cows. Uh, so it's crucial to to look at that. Feed plan, I mentioned a few times. It looks at the most economical source of supplementation, whether you're looking at an energy supplementation, protein supplementation, or just dry matter. Uh, this program can figure out what is the most economical source of supplementation for your individual circumstance. So those are the few I would suggest. And what are some of the innovative ways that you've heard of Manitoba producers using cost or production evaluations to reduce some of their feed costs while still offering animals the nutrition that they require? Winter feed by far is the most expensive operating cost in Manitoba. So if producers want to look at minimizing that cost, we have to look at options, like I mentioned earlier, extended grazing. Look at options of minimizing the time that tractor is being run and feeding those cows. So if we can look at different ideas on how to do that, these budgets can help producer get some of those ideas in his head and and help them make those decisions. I've heard uh, producers, you know, instead of corn grazing because of the cost of land and the cost of fertilizer to try and utilize every acre of feed and every pound of feed to now chop that feed, put it into a pile and graze that pile. And on top of that now, supplement uh, with straw to dilute that because the feed quality is so high for a gestating cow uh, that we can blend that feed down even further and get uh, more than the 300 cow grazing days that we typically see in a corn grazing system, we can now double that and get a corn pile silage grazing system 
as an option out there. So those are some of the things I've talked to producers about and it just gives them ideas. It's fun to talk to guys about some of their ideas and uh, always learning and hearing some interesting ideas that uh, producers have. So it's always good to just talk to your peers and talk to the producers around you and see if there's something they're doing that will help you out. Perfect. Thank you. And is there anything else that you'd like to share about winter feeding or about the online calculators before we wrap up today? Again, operating costs are so volatile and they're increasing exponentially. It pays to look into alternative feeding methods, balance the ration, do the math on your own operation. The templates are sitting there waiting for you to use them. Let the Excel calculators do the math and from there decide what economics you want to improve on. We have many great people in the industry to assist along the way. We have great feed companies out there with supplementation programs, and most of them have the ability to balance the rations with you as well. We do have livestock specialists across Manitoba that can reach out to you as well and ask any production-related questions that you may have. If there's a producer that's using the calculators but is running into some problems or has some questions, where are they best to reach out to? You bet uh, on all of our spreadsheets tools and resources, we do have a link uh, to the farm management group. Would you be okay with sharing an email address if people are interested in finding out more? Absolutely. I talk to producers every day. And if anyone's interested in any of this, uh, feel free to give me a call to email me. Happy to share that. Can you just state your email address and your phone number to stick on here? And I'll also add those to the show notes. You bet. My cell number is uh, 204 392-9350. And my email address is Benjamin, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N dot ham dot H-A-M-M at G-O-V dot M-B dot C-A. And like I said, I will add those both to our show notes. Thank you so much for your time today and going through the information on these online calculators. It sounds like there's a ton of information that producers can access and It does all the calculations for them when they're trying to make those decisions. So it seems like a really valuable resource for for our Manitoba producers. And I'm so glad that you were able to be here and, and talk about those with us today. Thank you for your time. And again, we created these resources for our producers. If there's something I'm missing, if there's something I can help you out on, feel free to give me a call. I may just build a calculator for you. So reach out and uh, we'd be happy to to work with you and, and start making some you know, inform farm management decisions in these volatile times with rising land prices, rising interest rates, all input costs are rising. You know, we really need to sharpen our pencils and mm-hmm. uh, make sure that we're making the most informed farm management decisions we can. That's a great point. When everything seems to be on the rise to really be honing in on those numbers and, and making sure people are taking the time to do that in their day. You bet. Thanks again for the opportunity. Great. Thank you so much, Ben. The research programs and daily operations at MBFI would not be possible without funding from the Province of Manitoba, Government of Canada, and Canadian Agricultural Partnership, as well as partnership with Manitoba Agriculture, Manitoba Beef Producers, Ducks Unlimited Canada, and the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Beef and Forage Roundup. For more information on the on-farm projects or upcoming extension events, please visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MB Beef and Forage. For full project reports and more information about MBFI, please visit our website, mbfi.ca.
If you have feedback on the show, questions about content, are interested in becoming a project supporter, or want to submit a proposal for a research project topic, please email information at mbfi.ca. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to ensure you don't miss an upcoming episode. We've got lots to share.